And we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio. And officially, at the, because of this episode, video podcast land. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Biconics Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your five lovely hosts for this thing, Mikey. I am the founder and head honcho of Vibe Tribe Productions, where you can follow me all over the social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow us collectively all over the social medias at Vibe Tribe Productions, where at the time of this recording, things are finally being released to the world. It is crazy out here. We got lots of actual play podcasts and pop culture podcasts like this one you are currently listening to. We got a little something for everyone. So please go ahead and give us a like and follow and subscribe, as some of the YouTube kids say. Oh, man, I'm really excited for this episode. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to be talking about this lovely episode, I am joined by my four lovely co-hosts who... Uh, for some reason, decided to do this podcast with me. So we're going to go around, do some introductions with them, and then we'll just jump straight into it and we'll not waste any more time. Eeny, meeny, money, mo. He was my homie for WrestleMania weekend. Evan, you shall be the first to go. So guys, I'm the meat. The rest of you guys are the potatoes. I'm just kidding. How's it going, guys? Benny Boss 2218 here. That's right. I was at WrestleMania live in person with Mikey. Uh, but you guys also check me out here. I do a Walk Among Gods, an actual play uh, podcast. Uh, you guys check it out. First episode just got released. Please watch it. It's dope. I'm also on the Academy. That's been coming out for like a year now. So check that out too. But yeah, uh, WrestleMania was awesome. And uh, shout out to the boy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was such it was such a fun weekend. <laughs> All righty. Next person to give their introduction is going to be the one and only JVL. <laughs> you are muted, sir. Sorry, I was dealing with a thing here. I was saying that I'm also the meat in the sandwich because it's a very meaty sandwich, but uh, I am John Van Luling, a.k.a. the JV Lexicon on most of the other places. I was not at WrestleMania with Mikey, though I did uh, get on a text string that was very interesting to be on the other side of since I was at Elimination Chamber getting all those that way. But unlike an Elimination Chamber, they didn't have to pay the roaming rates for being in a different country. So, uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, and I've been watching wrestling since I was very small. I was uh, My first little bit there was obviously in the uh, late 90s, early 90s, so right before the Attitude Era. I am uh, what you call ye oldie person here. So I'm old meat, I guess. And I, uh, I can pass that on now. Two meats. Professor, what are you in this sandwich? <laughs> I think I'm the smaller left potato hanging off to the side. I don't think I'm actually I'm stronger potatoes. Oh my John. <laughs> no, then there'd be no potato. That's the problem. Is that that's the potato that the And then left. you lie about they the potato. The potatoes and then then you lie about the potato and then you, you know, it makes you sit different on the bicycle seat. My name's John. I'm the professor. Um, uh, I been watching wrestling for a long, long time. I'm really excited to talk to all of these folks tonight because uh, I've been on that text stream as well. And there's lots of jokes and things we can't repeat here. Uh, I I will say that night one was the peak of the last 12 days for me. And every day since it's slightly gone downhill. I don't want to talk about the, my life here, but my God. Hurts. And of go. course, last but certainly not least, rounding out our fatal five way of co-hosts is the one and only Adolfo. 
Saludos programas and yes, little Vince. Are you ready for tonight, little Vince? Zip. Are you ready, little Vince? Please tell me little Vince has a little mustache as well. <laughs> I stole this mustache. That's right, little Vince. <laughs> I'm, so Vince. I'm Vincenzo Macaroni. <laughs> So I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. Uh, that was my my ten cent uh, Vince McMahon impersonation. You're welcome. Um, and uh, I am here, uh, and I'm just excited to talk talk about uh, men's and women slapping each other silly for our entertainment. So let's go. <laughs> so I want to make a disclaimer real quick before we jump into everything properly. So Vince's did, dick is a character. Vince's dick is a character, and trying to explain that to the third person that went with me and Minnie to WrestleMania. Shout out to Uriel. Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, you had to you had to yep, explain me, Vince's dick. Explaining is a that to him was it's always a been a character. It's <laughs> always been a character. But explaining it to him. Assume it's always been there. <laughs> Assume it's always been there. I mean, paid it off plenty of times. Uh, sure. I'm gonna pay you all so hard. I'm going to release you all over the. <laughs> oh gosh! How long have you had a mustache? I did this to impress you. What? But yeah, having to explain that character to our my other friend that went with us to WrestleMania was it was a good time. <laughs> but I mean, we kind of are just burying the lead here, so to speak. But for those of you that are tuning into this particular episode, strap on in because this entire podcast is going to be all about NXT Stand and Deliver and more importantly, WrestleMania 39, both night one and night two. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly because everything that has happened between all those pay-per-views and the subsequent Raw and SmackDown after Mania also kind of was a thing that happened at the time of this recording. We are just about a week out from when WrestleMania happened, and uh, we're going to convey our feelings in a very eloquent and mature manner. Fuck, fuck that man. But no, we're not. Fuck all that shit. We're Fire gonna be Vince McMahon. Fire we're gonna, him now. Fire that man. We're gonna. We're just gonna be honest with our feelings here. Rehire Enzo Macaroni. I don't I, understand, little Vince. Why do they keep saying this? Hashtag fire Vince. Oh, bag. Oh, bag. <laughs> oh, no. Like old bag or something else. So let's just get that shit out of the way because, like, been on that day. Uh, uh, let's just get it out of the way. So, you want to talk match by match or do you just want to start a collective call? Well, first, I want to get some good stuff out of the way because. Despite certain results happening over the course of uh, WrestleMania weekend, Saturday and Sunday, myself and Minnie were the next uh, Biconic hosts up to go to an in-live event, and it just happened to be the Super Bowl of WWE Professional Wrestling, which is entitled WrestleMania. And then that's the Yeah. <laughs> You know, I might, I might, I might get us in trouble with some wrestling fans because night one was really great, but Minnie knows my order of the three events that we went to that whole weekend, how I ranked them from worst to best, <laughs> and uh, we'll 
Did you have did you have NXT NXT stand and deliver for me personally (laughs) was my favorite just top to bottom through the card because stand and deliver's card was very, very strong. (laughs) And it exceeded my expectations. The five man North American Championship match was actually. We will get into that because oh man, that was beautiful. But WrestleMania was so much fun, and I I got to go in person. So me and Minnie, through circumstance, chance, and just because of the fact that there was a ticket available for him, us two plus another friend of mine, we did the trifecta gauntlet of doing stand deliver and night one on Saturday, and then night two on Sunday. I tried to convince. I tried to convince uh, Uriel, the other friend that went with us, to also do the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, but he said that was too much, and so I was like... It was... So we ended up watching it when we got to where we were staying at on Friday. So before we get... Good things, so you didn't see that live. What happened to Dante Martin? (laughs) Yeah, let's just talk about that, because during that Reach for the Sky ladder match, watching Dante Martin's ankle just completely flip in directions that it didn't need to, was it's, uh, it's a disclaimer thing. to any wrestling company or any wrestlers that watch this podcast stop doing Canadian Destroyers from ladders, please? And just or stop doing the Canadian do it, Destroyer in general. It's well, been overused. Tables. If you do it to tables outside, you're going to either miss or clip or do something else. But literally, all I can think of was, ooh, Sid Part 2. Uh, I was like, I don't think it's what's supposed to pay yeah, that way. That's what It looked exactly yeah. like that. Ugh. So yes. it was Ring of Honor yeah. in LA too. Is. When the circus comes to town, everyone's in town. All the promotions, oh wherever WrestleMania ends up being, all the other promotions have some sort of event. So you had Ring of Honor on Friday. The night before on Thursday, you had the Impact Wrestling and New Japan show, uh, Multiverse United, Only the Strong Survive, which, by the way, uh, if anybody has yet to see it, y'all should watch the Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Speedball Mike Bailey match for that pay-per-view because that was pure perfection. Also, I also normally don't recommend GCW, but El Hijo de Vikingo versus Speedball Mike. Speedball Mike Bailey was the MVP of WrestleMania weekend, and he didn't even, he's not even part of WWE. That man put on like three classics. Was that at Effie's Big Gay Brunch, or was that? No, that was at GCW show. Ah. And then, also, over the WrestleMania weekend, we got to see the return of Kota Ibushi. Return to the wrestling ring in like a year, which was for the, those who don't know their New Japan lore, is the other half of the Golden Lovers tag team between Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Oh, I'm so happy he's finally wrestling again. <laughs> but yes, yeah, there's Santa Deliver was dope. Yes. So we got there and we had somebody take pictures of us, and it turns out that was the wrestler's parents. Yeah, so that was please reveal. Yeah, what, okay, what the hell is the story? We're what walking down and we saw WWE NXT present Stand and Deliver and we saw a sign. It was like, let's take a picture in front of it. So we asked a pair of people to uh, uh, ask them to take pictures of us and they're wearing Saul Ruka shirts. And Mikey was like, oh, yeah, they're Saul Ruka fans? Like, well, actually, we're her parents. And we're like, oh, that's fucking lucky. And then, of course, like a complete idiot, like I was like, my brain was fighting itself. It's like, how, how, it's like, how do I want to approach this? Do I tell them that how much of a fan I am of their daughters that I think she's really cool? I couldn't verbalize it because I'm like, 
I was like, holy shit, this is the most random thing on the planet, but their daughter is one yeah. of my favorite. And, we kept, and they're like, okay, bye. And it was the really awkward thing when you say bye to somebody and you all walk in the same direction. Well, and you you know you saw her, right? You saw her on <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Yes. She, yeah, she was the... She, uh, she was in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch yeah. costume during Ray and Dominic's match. Perfectly placed product. That's so funny. Yeah. We, were, we, were confused, like, we were like, why are they even here? She's not wrestling at any of the events. And that's why. And then we find out when we get home on Monday that she was in the costume. I'm like, that totally makes sense. But they were so cool. Like, <laughs> they were kicked back. They were they were awesome. I love them. They're, they're, the people we sat by stand up deliver was funny because we had people kept telling us that during the Johnny Gargano Grayson Waller match to pull a Snitsky and kick the baby. Um, <laughs> Snitsky and punt the baby <laughs> because of what happened with uh, Gargano's wife coming in. By the way, those kendo sticks shots were loud as hell. I believe it. She beat so, the hell out of Grayson Waller with those things. That was just my one of favorite matches of the night. Okay, go back to the, the pre show match. <laughs> Yeah, so hailing from the Capri Sun match, Capri Sun, Capri Sun. All right, so really quickly before we jump into the pre-show, so NXT stand, yeah, yeah, NXT stand and deliver took place Saturday morning at the uh, Cryptid Arena, which is formerly the staple called the Staples Center, which is really weird, but whatever. Is it really Cryptid or is it Crypto? Crypto, whatever. (laughs) I called it the the Staples Center. (laughs) We saw Capri Sun match between the Loctus Monster and Bigfoot. Funny <laughs> enough, this was the actual WWE event actually live from Los Angeles of all places. Actually in, in the city, which is even funnier, but I was going to say the Cryptid Arena, you wouldn't be able to find it. <laughs> I mean, you're right. We we did. We, we took pictures. And it was that's, really shitty. Like I have a brand new iPhone, but the ki- pictures came out really grainy. Why was it walking away weirdly and like turning back at you? <laughs> it, was, it was strange. Look at the dude in the gorilla costume. This whole arena looks like a, I mean, it's like a chupacabra. What happened? Not bad. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Hailing from the formerly na- named Staples Arena, NXT Standard Liver 2023 was a thing. I kid you not, leading cool. into the start of Standard Deliver, they, they were playing the uh, theme song and it was ingrained in my head for the next couple of days afterwards for that pay-per-view. I also got Which, confused because Booker T's an announcer for it and they, he came out with his music and everything. He wasn't just there. He was just like, oh yeah, uh, here's Booker T, guys, and he came out. And then they started the pay-per-view. Yeah, they started with the pre-show match and it wasn't until they actually rolled the package for Stand and Deliver. It was like, oh, this is going to be on the pre-show, right? So the pre-show match for the right to see who's in control of Chase University. This was a four-on-four match between uh, the aptly uh, Chase U, which consisted of Thea Hale, Duke Hudson, and one Andre Chase, who also had were teaming up with Tyler Bate, of all people, in this pre-show match against the Schism, which is uh, Ava Raid, Joe Gacy, and then Rip Fowler and Jay Reed, a Grizzled Young Veterans, which we'll talk about them in a little bit. But that was the pre-show match, and that match was uh, had no right to be as entertaining as it was, given that for this build pre- for a Capri Sun match. For a Capri Sun, I'm, I'm calling the Capri Sun matches now. Thanks, JBL. <laughs> Thanks a lot. 
that match. I mean, the way Literally. shit's going, it's a matter of time. Yeah, before I, just, I figure it's the easiest sponsorship thing to do that keeps like, off the main broadcast because none of their sponsorships worked this freaking time either. It didn't work last time either. But uh, we'll get into the sponsorship. Oh, we'll get, because, we'll get into the sponsors. This is some of the funniest things ever. <laughs> I has I have beef with TurboTax because they blue balled us twice at WrestleMania, but we'll talk about that. Well, they really red balled you because that was a red ball. Oh, local Jesus, that was so funny. Also, whoever ran ran the Titantron on the big screen for night one of WrestleMania needs to get a new job. We'll also talk about that too, because somebody got is about somebody probably got fired that night. But we started off with the Chase University and Tyler Bate versus the Schism. The match went eleven minutes, and it was so entertaining, more than it should have really been, given that the build for this on television was kind of stupid. It was hilarious and, watching an entire crowd of people go, oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. So During at what point? Reads like turn and then return. He, did, oh, he, pulled, a big, he pulled a big show. Duke Hudson, yeah, supposedly Duke, turning on. Yeah, Duke Hudson supposedly turning on Chase U, putting on the schism shirt, and everyone's like, you sold out. You sold out. And then, like 30 seconds later, when he turned back around and started attacking the schism, never mind. Never mind. Make so, your mind. So there was a lot of. So here's my takeaways from that match. Tyler Bate is awesome in person, live. Watching him bounce off, do his little shoulder bounce off the rope thing in person was a feat to behold. Uh, Thea Hale is so tiny. <laughs> really? She's hey, so short, dude. I'm going to be honest. Um, the only match I was really looking forward to that entire time was Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller because that's the only person I knew who it was was Johnny Gargano. So I'm gonna let Mikey talk about this for the most part. Well, I was gonna Dragon Lee. Yeah. I had a great time. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I just had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Yeah, Thea Hale is really really tiny, and then also Ava Rain can actually wrestle. So I was like, all right, girl, we know that your dad's the Rock. We know you got the promo skills. Let's see your wrestling ability. She was great. <laughs> I just I wish she would have threw a Samoan drop in there, but she didn't. Yeah, we'll like, probably oh. get that eventually. Uh so that's what opened it up. And then that was the pre-show. Then the while we were sitting in the arena, they rolled the introduction to the stand and deliver uh pay-per-view. And then we opened up stand and deliver officially with the ladder match for the NXT women's championship match immediately right out the gate. That match also, was fun. That match was really, really fun. I was just I was just looking at highlights of that actually as we're doing the podcast, so I actually can uh, nail down what we're talking about. That's some there's some good they, shit in they there. They were really it was a lot of fun to watch this match in live in person. Um I yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it didn't not ended it ended in a way nobody I was expecting. Um but a lot of these women are really tiny. Yeah, I don't know if any of you can concur because we've seen so many things live lately. But like ladder matches on TV are one thing; seeing the ladder in person and seeing them climb uh, the ladder and make it into shapes and do things and realizing, oh, they're jumping yeah. off yeah. a friggin' ladder. Just it just feels totally different when you're in the same well, space. The ladder oh, shot, which we'll talk about later, right there. Than, uh, Edge and Finn Balor's Hell in a Cell match. Um, they're also very loud. And yes, 
It was intense. It it was Rox Roxanne is really really tiny too. <laughs> um, Zoe Stark's kicked so much ass <laughs> during that match. It was a lot of fun, and as uh, Minnie pointed out, was not expecting Indy Hartwell to become your new NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, I was going that for was Zoe Stark's because I like this is how much I know about NXT. I, I was going for Zoe Stark's purely because I liked their theme music. I was like, I her, want her to win. Her finisher, her finisher is also a lot of fun too because it's her. It's a modified take on the go to sleep because she turns her opponent before kneeing them in the head. Yeah, and I wanted to see that. It was cool. Can, can I also say but, something just quickly that I've noticed, even just leading up to WrestleMania and all the other shows as well? How many like, and we're having this actually happen in AEW right now, like actually addressing it. There are so many people using the same finishing moves, like the same six of them, and finally it's come to a head where like two of them are in the same uh, same uh, company, and they're having to deal with it. And so, how do you, like this is doing it live now? But it's like, how are we? How have we got to this point that either no one wants to go back to using older ones, or they can't do a new maneuver? Like, I know that it's tough sometimes to come up with a new stunt, but seriously, like there should be like some sort of thing in the way to say you know, even between NXT and like them, the main roster, like people can't be using the same thing. Right. I even said that to Mikey. I'm like, a lot of people are using the same move. Like, I love the spear, but there's like four people on the main roster that uses the spear. Well, everyone uses the super kick now, which used to be a finisher. Yeah, it used to be a finisher. Like, what? Well, let's go back to the days where like a standard DDT was a finisher. It is a finisher. You're dropping someone on their freaking head. And look how right now it's just like a big transitional move. Unless and you're, we, unless you're, go ahead. John Moxley, I think he's the only one that has a variant of a DDT as a finisher now. It's the Drew DDT. used to have it, but he adapted the Claymore, which is awesome. Right. Well, he still has the Future Shock DDT as his but, setup move. It's his, it's yeah, his it's a setup move. move. It's no longer a finisher. I think what's hard, and this is a tangent and we don't need to go this direction, it's sort of what are you physically capable of doing every night in and out or whatever? Like, if you're, if, like what are you can do? Because the spirit is usually I don't want to judge anybody Either you're a former football player or you you're you just need something fast so I can throw my shoulder into you and take you down. <laughs> like and what sells to the audience that this is the right. this is an exclamation point. Well, they uh, even leaned into like Goldberg using the spear more. I, I, I mean, purely because of his age, he couldn't hit the jackhammer as much as he used to, but like can we get more moves like the jackhammer or like right. a brain buster as a finisher or just moves Why like that? We're not seeing those. Anymore. Used the jackhammer. Right. I don't know. Which, yeah. I mean... Oh, why not? Yeah. Or do we see power bombs as, like, finishers anymore? <laughs> we have a couple very, like, like rip, uh, Ray Ripley's finisher is, like, one of the very vari- variations that we see anymore, I think. Hers is a pump handle, though. Because it's... Yeah. it's th- that's, that's not a, it's power a pump bomb. handle it's power bomb. It's a variation, but we don't see... Bomb, yeah. It's, it's the same move that uh, Tess used to use. We don't see a lot of power bomb variations. Does it have, that's I, a dope move. I don't know if if I mean the move can be whatever you want it to be, but sometimes the simple Orange Cassidy well, just doesn't punches you in the face, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so it's, and it's Roman Reigns can end the match with Superman boom, punch too. That's boom, the thing. Like oh, like, not anymore. And like we don't see like Omos is a choke I slam, wonder, I think, right? No, he does the the two choke bomb, the the big tree slam. I, I feel like his finisher should be like the jackknife power bomb. But I don't want to sound. I say this every episode. I think it's what what can you act. What can you act in and make that the moment? Can you sell a choke slam as the end? Can you sell? Can you really? What is the thing that you can? 
Well, and also to go, I don't go know, farther down the road, Professor, what can the people you're wrestling take? Because if you're Roxanne Perez, you're, you know, 5'3", five, 5'4", five, you can't lift these giant people up and do stuff with it, but yet you can get them in a fire and carry and do a kind of a, a, a flyover thing, maybe. But, like, that's what the spear is for, is like people that are smaller and can't seem to get to things like that, versus almost is not going to do a spear. He can't move. For sure. Yeah. Or you, unless you have, like, the immense amount of talent as Roxanne does, because even though she's tiny, her finisher is Pop Rocks, which is basically a Canadian destroyer, right? Code Red, Code Red. Code red, Canadian, just whatever. <laughs> they call it the pop rocks, but yeah, I was Dexter Loomis coming out for that ladder match was probably a weird highlight for me and helping Indy Hartwell get up and claim victory. It's it's but, really cool being in the crowd and seeing these moments happen. Like you don't see to see him on the outside during like when you're like watching him, you don't see him come out. Then like we're on the outside, we see him crawl out from underneath the ring to get in the ring. Yeah. Seeing that like live is really cool. Also, like when they have the, the lights sort of up and they, they preset someone that way too. So you see him come out with like a bunch of the camera guys and like a hoodie and they get underneath like, because I watched Bray Wyatt do that where he came out from under the ring and it's like he did his whole thing like that where he came out in the transition period with all the camera guys and a bunch of producers like all walked down, looked like he was part of the group and then went under the ring. That's all, it that's was. all really cool. Yeah, and Indy and Zoe had a nice match on NXT following on Tuesday, so that was for the championship, too. I was like, oh, we're actually defending titles on TV. Who knew? But that was great. After that, after that open stand and deliver for the official one, then we had the triple threat for the NXT Tag Team Championship match, which was the family, which is Tony D'Angelo and Stax, the Creeds, which, by the way, seeing them do their stuff live was on a different level. And then, of course, I could not fail to mention your NXT men's champions, JBL's favorite peoples on the planet. The Gallus boys are still on top. <laughs> it was one of the cool moments watching their third brother come out of the crowd out of nowhere. I mean, we get to yeah. see it happen before it the actually happens. Mark. It was Mark? No, Joe, sorry. Well, Joe Coffey. Yeah, Joe Coffey, who used to be the NXT UK champion for a while there, too. Or, sorry, he was WCW, WCPW champion, and then he was something else. Like, he's insane, too. So, yeah, so towards the tail end of the match, Joe makes a return to the ring. And, you know, as, like, one of the five people that actually watched NXT UK, I, I popped hard. I was like, <gasps> he's back. <laughs> And thus, he helped his uh, boys of Gallus remain. But watching the Creeds do standing moonsaults off the apron onto people on the floor is just a feat to behold. The highlights and hearing you talk about it make me want to dedicate a carve a little bit more time out to investigate it because there are some names and faces there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I will them. also oh, say okay, Stax, yeah. it, it was MVP, like seeing him improve so much. And same thing with Tony D'Angelo. I was really impressed with them. But Gallus boys, I definitely thought were the, a good decision for them to remain, to keep the titles. And it looks like we're getting them versus Pretty Deadly pretty soon, which I'm not against. Uh, somewhere Shout down the line. Deadly. They were great hosts. <laughs> they, were the gr- were, they were the greatest Their segments hosts. were funny. <laughs> their segments were funny. They put, they showed the segments on the on the big screen. It was funny. I believe it. I mean, honestly, like for as much as their characters are really grating, they're actually really good workers in the ring, and they actually know what they're doing. Like I, they are like, a good tag team. Weird, like weird fun they do. They are actually a good tag team. They actually work together very well. They also work very well with their opponents, too. Like, they're really, really good. 
I want to see them in like a hair versus hair match though, where they lose and they both have to shave their heads. That'd be hilarious. I want to see a return of Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus Pretty Deadly. That yes. would be the most flamboyant <laughs> tag team match of all time. Reunite the fashion police versus Pretty Deadly. Oh, now I'm sad we can't get that. Or make that a faction. Oh, I want, I want Pretty Deadly oh, versus Mustache Mountain. Yes. Wait, hang on. Question. I'm sorry. There's a, there's a Mustache Mountain faction? It's two, yes. two gentlemen oh, that are part of British Strong Side with Pete Dunne, named Trent Seven and Tyler Bates. And they are one of the best tag teams in the world because they go at each other. They go back and forth. They do, Will they work together? Will they want to work together? But they're so hard hitting. And then they used to have, when they were not pretty deadly, there was something else in NXT UK. They had a couple good matches together and they work so well together. And of course, they also have beautiful mustaches. And make sure <laughs> I check the images. It makes me envious. <laughs> uh, speaking of being envious, this next match... Best one from Stand and Deliver, my just for me because I, I'm a sucker for a good spot fest. The Fatal Five Way for the NXT North American Championship, where you had Wesley defending his title against Axiom, Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough, and a debuting Dragon Lee. I've become a fan of Ilya Dragunov after that. that it sucks that he had to take the pin, but that match was yeah. incredible. He didn't have to, but they made him. Yeah. I know. I was like, JD could have taken the pin, but whatever. JD, they should have made JD take the pin, but. But when I tell you, this match did not. From the moment the bell rang to the moment that it ended, it was just on like the full foot on the throttle, like 90 miles per hour. Holy shit, you guys. When I tell you that this was probably my favorite match of the whole entire weekend <laughs> when we were there, like. What really made that match awesome was the spot that ended it. Yes. Because, like, Ilya goes and he takes, he hits Dragon Lee at the same time Wesley comes in and does his finisher, the cardio kick. At the same time, all this is going down. But seeing Axiom do like that standing drop kick to the chin of Wesley at the halfway through the match, it was just devastating. Watching Ilya go ham and kill well, he, people. He did it. He did it. While Wesley was doing a backflip, it was so beautiful. That takes and timing, man. <laughs> I was like, that was a highlight. I'm a sucker for a spot fest. Wesley defended his championship. It was beautiful. And then it just the momentum kept going because next was the unsanctioned match between Grayson Walla and Johnny wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. That match was so cool. I may have chatted a little tear here in Rebel Heart Live. It's just it's just one of those things. That match is oh. awesome. Dude, Grayson Wall, listen, Grayson Waller is the perfect heel in my opinion right now for NXT. He's such a little slime ball, but I give him his flowers because he took that the kendo stick shots not only from Johnny, but then oh, when Mrs. Gargano stepped into the ring and decided to take the kendo sticks and just wail I mean, wouldn't you do that too if you got near their their son and like started doing all that stuff? Right. She and well, I mean also Grayson Waller's coast to coast dropkick with a steel, like 
I was like, I was watching old school Shane McMahon bash saying that. The uh, crazy that because yeah. Grayson Waller didn't break his knee. That is very true. We'll talk. We'll talk about that, that when so we get funny. tonight too. But yeah, the craziest, was... yeah, the craziest moment is when Johnny put the chair on Grayson and he hit him with the other steel chair, and that thing spun like so, so many times before it came it's, flying off. Fell off of him. Oh, that was that was great. That was such a cool match. That was a lot of fun, and Johnny definitely deserved the win. Now, can we was, get him back on the main roster and have him doing something, please? Well, let's put him on, let's put him on SmackDown. Let's put him on SmackDown. <laughs> give me let's put him in the US title picture. Come on, give him something. I say put him on SmackDown because if the rumors are to be believed of what's happening right now, I think he's safer on SmackDown than Raw, but you know. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I was kind of sad for this next match because I really liked all the people involved, but after you have two high octane matches, this one kind of didn't live up to the hype. Your women's tag team championship, your champions, Kiana James and Fallon Henley defending against, we still don't know the entire name, but to see Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire live, like melts in my little heart. Be like, uh. It was very quiet. Good match. Very quiet. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, audio podcast land, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.